crime in me. I've diagnosed some people. I think it's been pretty accurate. Definitely done my fair share of psychiatry work. I've prescribed a few pills, you know. Crime in me. We are in no way responsible for the things that come out of our mouths. We are not experts, although we may claim to be, so don't take anything that we say too literally. We are not laughing at the crimes, we are laughing at each, each other! other. <laughs> Alright, I'm going to hold my mic like oh, a singer. Oh, like do a... I look like a singer? Yeah, you look <laughs> <Just> like <Hi. laughs> I was going to say, Mariah, is that you? I was going to sing. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I know. Yeah, especially oh. with the earrings and everything. Like, you just look so glamorous right now. Oh, my God. I couldn't get the earring through one of the holes. I had to, after like 10 times, I finally punched it through. I was like, I was like, we're going to have to re-pierce this ear. But I got it through finally. I think I did re-pierce it, but... <laughs> Okay, welcome to another episode of Criminy. We are your hosts. Oh yeah, welcome. Oh, we are your hosts, Matt <laughs> and Angela, and we're doing it from afar again, so things may be delayed. We'll I will see. try and match it up as best I can with my editing kung fu. And apologies for the last, for not the last episode, the one before that. We're um, still learning. And for two people who aren't that technologically advanced, we probably should not be doing a podcast, but fuck it. We're going to do it anyway. It's fun. I'm learning. <laughs> yeah, we're learning. It's fun. <laughs> also, I am part of the 21st century now oh, that I got Wi-Fi congratulate. after like two years. Congratulations, Angela, for finally getting Wi-Fi. Now you don't have to go sit in your car in the parking lot of the <laughs> store across the street to steal their Wi-Fi and do your work. So yeah, thank that's you. It's really exciting. <laughs> it is really exciting. I know the guy was like, "Do you want to try and sign in?" And I was like, "Oh my god, I, I haven't in. signed in for like so long. I don't have to go hunch on like a wall in the wind to try and like steal Wi-Fi anymore. This is amazing." That is so great. Congratulations. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> it feels really amazing. I just like all the internet searches I'm gonna do. Yeah, you can just sit in your house and search, and you don't have to look at just your phone. You can use your computer. Oh, my God. I could watch, like, movies oh on my, my computer. <laughs> I didn't even think about that until wow. just now. Well, it's big screen <gasps> night for you. Oh, my God. Okay, but we had – so we had to choose the name for our Wi-Fi, oh. and we missed the perfect opportunity because Zachary, like, picked a name, and then afterwards, I was like, oh, my God, we should have called it MC Grinda, and then he was like, Corrupt FM, and I was like, oh, my God, we should have called it Corrupt FM. Corrupt FM. I love that show. That show is hilarious. It's so good. I love it. <laughs> I love it so much. He's like, all you have to do is spray paint things gold, and it brings up the value. Yeah, I love that guy's times. my favorite. What's his name? This? It's just a bucket. Yeah. Spray paint gold? It's a champagne bucket. <laughs> He's like, and they're like, no, mate, it's just a bucket. <laughs> that guy is my favorite. He's like the Shibuddy. Yeah, Shibuddy, the ultimate entrepreneur. Ev- Shibuddy G. <laughs> Like the G stands for girls, something, and girl. <laughs> Chibuddy. Oh man, it's so good. I knew you would. So I knew good. you would appreciate that show. It's exactly our humor. Yeah, 
the first time I tried to watch it because their accents are so strong. Uh, you have to watch it, like it with really subtitles. <laughs> yeah, it was like really late at night and I was like, I am not like I cannot translate this right now. <laughs> so I just like turned it off. And then the next time I watched it, I was like, this is hilarious. And then I showed it to Zachary and then he was like, can we watch that show again? And I was like, yes, what's, we're like so what's into it. called it. again? People do nothing. People do nothing. And it's exactly what it's about. <laughs> I know. It's so funny. I love. It's so funny. Uh, yeah. Very. Yeah. I mean, the British have some good humor for sure. It's just so good. But yeah, I, I forget yeah. that I always watch everything with subtitles on. So I forgot to uh, mention that. <laughs> yeah. I thought about putting the subtitles on. I didn't. I think I got most of it. But... <laughs> English is hard. <laughs> English is hard. <laughs> okay. I'm procrastinating. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was like the longest intro we've ever done. Well, I'll edit a bunch of it out probably. <laughs> okay. okay. So. And then the yeah. episode before the last episode, I like burped so loudly. I'm going to try not to do that because that's so gross. Well, I'm pretty sure I edited that out. It- no, you didn't edit it out. <laughs> it was right there. Damn it. It was very loud. <laughs> well, I just want to show. I thought you were going to have my back and edit it out and you did it. I just want to show like, that oh, we're that's... real people who have flatulence digestive issues <laughs> i think there's something wrong with me seriously but it's okay well then you'll appreciate the episode that's coming out tomorrow the very end wait until the very end oh god <laughs> <laughs> that's foreboding by the way if you didn't get that foreshadowing well, i think and i might have to cut this part because they're already gonna hear it and then hear me talk about it Hear me talk about us talking about the future in the past. <laughs> well, unless they listen to like the most recent episode first and then, you know, people do that. Well, I'll decide whether. Which to they keep should it in. because we're just getting better and better. Oh my God, we're so good. Also, um, <laughs> you know how you know how you might have to click off because if you get a work call, um, yeah. I might have to click off if the fireworks start up again and Zephyr keeps going oh, nuts. Shit. But we'll try because it's it's been constant since um, like the beginning of June. Yeah, Sacramento has been having fireworks a lot, too, actually. Constant. But they're illegal here. So, well, they're illegal here, too, but don't still have stop anyone from doing (laughs) it. (laughs) Heavens. no. And now a a lot of people have time and some people have extra money and, you know. Got to do something exciting. Can't go on a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess not. Yeah. Explosion. All right. Stop stalling. Okay, okay, Let's okay. Get okay. To All it. right. So I'm going to tell you the tale. No. I'm going to tell you the story of this gross dude named Franklin Delano Floyd. I bet you thought I was going to say Roosevelt. Oh, I ah! did. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, should I get like a notebook and pen for this? You're going to have to draw a map because it's a little convoluted. Oh, shit. Uh, okay. There's, but, you know, I'm going to try. Just stop me if you're like, what the fuck? Who is that? Oh, I okay, will. Good. Oh, okay, good. Okay. So I'm just going to start out. Okay. Tanya Hughes was just shy of her 21st. Oh, sorry. I want to say <laughs> I got this information from Oh yeah, yeah. FBI government websites. Um, Unsolved Mysteries fandom website, Wikipedia, Wikipedia, and Murderpedia. Okay, just got to get that out of the way. Okay. All right. Okay. So, 
Tanya Hughes was just shy of her 21st birthday on a spring day in 1990 when she was struck by a hit-and-run driver in Oklahoma City. Oh. She died five days later, but the investigation into her suspicious death led to a mystery and a murder that took decades to fully unravel. Oh my god, you sound like a forensic file. Yes! It's <laughs> <laughs> my dream. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's so sad. Her 21st birthday. Yeah. But that's because oh. Tanya Hughes was not who anyone thought she was. <gasps> and neither was her husband, Clarence Hughes. Oh my god, she was married at 20? <laughs> or was or she? Or was she? Oh. But that's oh. not the worst of it. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I just wanted to give you a glimpse into the uh, craziness that we're getting into. And I'm going to go okay. back, back. So that was in 1990. Now we are going to 1943. Whoa. The year that Franklin Delano Floyd was born. He was born in... Are you, right? are you afraid you're going to say Roosevelt? Every time. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't want to have to do an oopsie and be like, ah, Franklin Delano Roosevelt didn't actually murder a bunch of people. And like, <laughs> yeah. Or did or he? Did I he? Don't know. Tune in next week. <laughs> no, we won't. We talk won't about talk him. about him, though, ever. Maybe. Who knows? Okay. Maybe. Was he? I don't know. Anyway. Okay. Okay. So Franklin Delano Floyd, which from here on out, I'm calling him Floyd. Yeah. Okay. okay. So. Floyd was born in um, Barnesville, Georgia. He was the youngest of five children. Mm. The other four children were Dorothy, Billy, Shirley, and sister Tommy with a Y-E at the end. Do you pronounce that Tom Ye? Oh. <laughs> That's unique. I, um, put the, I put Tom Ye into... You put an accent Well, on I, the I didn't e. know, but I put it into like google pronunciate thing and it just said uh-huh. it didn't have any like auto it was just like, like did Tommy. you mean to? yeah so <laughs> i'm sorry but i hopefully said it right i'm gonna guess it's tommy 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 so they were all born to thomas and della floyd Shortly after Floyd's first birthday his delightful alcoholic father died from kidney and liver failure oh so now this single mom has got five kids and she's struggling oh, yeah. to make a living on her own. And she eventually decided that she was going to give up the kids because she couldn't deal with it. Oh, God. So in 1946, oh. Floyd and his siblings were put in the care of. Can you hear Zephyr barking? I can hear her. Damn barking. it. <laughs> she really knows how to project. She, oh, God. She shakes the walls. <laughs> um, so. Shortly after Floyd's first birthday. Okay, I already said that. Wait, go back to the birthday thing? Okay. Uh, His father, shortly after Floyd's first birthday, his alcoholic father died from kidney and liver failure. His mother struggled to make a living on her own and was eventually forced to give up the children. In 1946, so Floyd is three, Floyd and his siblings were put in the foster put into the care of the Georgia Baptist Children's Home in Happy Happyville. Ha- Happyville. Is it like ha- one P? Yeah. And it's an E. It's oh. like Hapeville. Maybe it's Hapeville. 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 Heap. There Floyd was bullied by other children for being oh. feminine 
And later, he reported that he had been sodomized with a broomstick at the age of six. (gasps) And he said that he was subjected to harsh punishments by the staff. As a teenager, his hand was dipped in hot water after he was caught masturbating. Um, Oh, that's a healthy response. Yeah. Wash those sins away. Speaking of washing your sins away, check out Humblebee Herbal's soap collection. They've got a bunch of soaps. Humblebeeherbal.com. Such bad taste. Oh, my God. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Uh, Floyd also often got in trouble for fighting and stealing, you know, rebellious and everything. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because it's a hell life there, apparently. In 1959, at the age of 16, he runs away from the children's home to search for his mother. Oh, oh no. Uh, Somehow, like, the children's home, they were like, we don't really want to deal with him anymore, so they awarded custody to his eldest sister, Dorothy. Oh, God. I'm not sure how that works. How old is she? Uh, I'm not sure. He's 16, so she's got to be, like, 20, at least at least, at least in her early 20s. Yeah, I mean, I think older siblings take responsibility for their younger siblings if they're, like, adults. Um. Yeah, I just don't know how it works that, like, he ran away from the home and then they were like, uh, you can have him. Oh. <laughs> He's your problem now. <laughs> They're like, actually, you adopted him, so we're done. Yeah. I'm not sure. So <laughs> I guess they were just done with him. Mm-hmm. Um, so he went and met up with Dorothy and she knew where Della, their mother, was and she took him to her. Oh, no. Upon meeting his estranged mother, he learned that she was a sex worker in Indianapolis. Um, Floyd had Della forge some documents to allow him to enlist in the army. So basically oh, forge stuff to say that he was of age. When he's 16. When he's 16, because oh, he thinks that's going to be, I mean, it's honestly, like an it's, probably a, it's probably a better option for him, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like have some um, guidelines to go some some point your life towards some some yeah it's not just like being abused well well i mean you know in other ways right um so a month after he escapes from the children's home he enlists in the u.s army and he ends up serving six months in missouri and oklahoma before it's figured out that his papers are forged and he's kicked out oh So then he hops on a bus and goes to his sister Dorothy's house, hoping she'll take him in. But her husband promptly kicks him out. So Floyd does what the only thing he could do. He becomes a drifter. Mm -hmm. In um, February 19th, 1960, Floyd breaks into a Sears store in Inglewood, California to steal a gun. Uh And... Somehow it happens that he ends up exchanging fire with the police <gasps> atop on top of the roof of the building, and he got shot in the back by Officer Jack O. McGregor. That is very uh, Irish sounding. <laughs> Wait, he, <laughs> so he stole a gun from Sears? He broke into Sears, stole the gun. I think like the guns. maybe. Oh yeah. They definitely What did. do you mean? Oh, yeah. Back in the day when I used to go buy my guns at Sears. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd get my nice hunting pants down at Macy's. <laughs> we well, can get them downstairs at Sears. 
Oh, that's true. But buy a few guns, uh, they throw in a pair of pants and a washer. <laughs> You're gonna need that washer. Oh yeah. So Jack O. McGregor shortly or shoots him around four a.m. and um, he was uh, Floyd is, is sent to Sentinella Hospital. He survived following an emergency surgery, mm. and then he was transferred to the general hospital inside. Preston Youth Facility for a year. Mm. So, yeah. Is that um, like another like boys home juvenile? It's like a juvenile like uh, facility jail kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. yeah, it's like juvie. Um, so in 1961, after he got out uh, for his year of shooting up with the cops and doing all that. Right. Got a year, which is crazy. Okay. Anyway, um, so he's out, and then he gets arrested for violating his parole by going on a fishing trip to Canada with a friend. I'm okay. I'm guessing there's more going on than just fishing, or because he left the country. Well, he left the country. Oh, yeah, okay. he wasn't supposed to even leave like his oh, city or whatever. That's kind of a bummer. Yeah, and so he was sent to another year at the Preston Youth Facility oh. for violating his parole. Um, and then he's released in 1962, and he gets a job at the Atlanta International Airport. So, like, you know, good. all right, yeah. making some good of himself. Yeah. Well, Uh-oh. May 20th of 1962, <laughs> for whatever reason, Floyd decides to abduct a four-year-old girl <gasps> from the Hapeville, Georgia bowling alley. Oh, and God. And he ends up molesting her in the nearby oh, woods. Oh, no. Floyd was caught and he was convicted of kidnapping and child molestation and was sentenced to serve 10 to 20 years at the Georgia State Prison in Reedsville, Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. All right. So not so good. (laughs) That November, he was moved to the Milledgeville State Hospital for psychiatric testing. And, you know, as other stories go, you can guess where this is going when they like to move patients from uh-huh. a prison to a hospital. Another escape? Floyd escapes. Oh! <laughs> so much escaping happening. What? I don't understand. I like, don't either. Wh- uh, okay. That's just crazy. But yes, yeah, so much escaping happening. So he fled to Macon where he robbed, uh, he robbed a bank Ooh. And he got $6,810.28, which in today's money is $57,062.58. That's a good chunk of change. Yep. He got that from the Citizens and Southern National Bank. Uh, somehow they catch him again, and he confesses to the bank robbery, but... He says that he did it because he needed to get money to appeal his child molestation conviction. <laughs> yes, of course. That makes perfect sense. So, you know, they shouldn't go too hard on him because he was just he was just trying to get money for like. I was just know. trying to prove that he's not a child molester, even though he escaped. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he escapes from a mental mm-hmm. institution, robs a bank and it's just like, no, no. That's your bad. I'm just trying to prove I'm not a pedophile. Yeah. I, I mean, where do you expect me to get the money? Right. <laughs> well, while I'm in jail, I'm supposed to be serving like 10 to 15, 20 years or whatever. 
Yeah, so naturally, you know, he was convicted of the robbery and sentenced to 15 years at the Federal Reformatory in Chillicothe, Ohio. Was he um, charged with, like, escaping? Uh, It didn't say that. I think, like... (laughs) uh, Yeah, it didn't say that, which is weird. You'd think that that would be, like, kind of a big deal, but... You'd think, because... He served about eight months before he attempted to escape again by hotwiring a fire truck and smashing it through a fence. How did he get access to a fire truck? I think it was just in the compound, like just in case maybe they needed a fire truck. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, the prison or the. Yep, at the federal reformatory. So a federal prison. Okay, because a bright red giant (laughs) ass fire truck is like not noticeable. And then you're going to crash it. I don't know that it was actually like a huge like fire engine. It might have just been like a truck. Okay. Like a, but it could. I I have no idea. Now now it's funnier picturing like the lights on. <laughs> I mean that's what I was picturing. The huge red, like. But also, it just reminded me of remember when you really wanted to learn how to hotwire a car? Yeah. No, I still <laughs> want to learn how to hotwire a car. See, it I could come like in handy for. I feel like that's something that could. I, is that bad to admit? For when you, for when you're breaking out of prison well, in the, know, the fire like, truck. Grab the wires, pull them down, <laughs> yep, and then just start mm-hmm. connecting them until the car starts. Easy peasy. They always make it it's look easy it. in movies. Just start connecting things One together. One of these days, yeah. I will probably have it. to hotwire my own car so I can learn how. Yeah. You will, because your car is going to decide that it, the only way it'll start is if you hotwire it. Do you think it ruins the car? <laughs> no, no, uh, I'm not a mechanic. God, way to call out my way to call out my car expertise. <laughs> <laughs> well, you called out mine. So what? I don't know how to hotwire a car. Now I'm like not cool all of a sudden. Jeez. Yeah. You're not as cool as, well, no. I was going to say Floyd, but he's not cool. Oh, no. This dude's not cool. (laughs) Um, But, you know, because he was in a bright red fire truck and the lights were on and everyone noticed. Oh, yeah. He put the He he was immediately apprehended. Yeah. And he was transferred to Lewisburg, Lewisburg, Pennsylvania, where he stayed for nine months. Uh, he said that while he was there, he was continuously raped by other inmates. Oh, God. And at one point, it caused him to climb the roof of the prison and threatened to commit suicide by jumping off. First of all, how does he get on the roof of a prison? Uh, apparently, you can just... Hop into cars and hotwire them. You can climb walls. You're totally within your rights to. Because you're like not allowed to get on the roof of like apartment buildings. <laughs> I don't know. He climbed up there. He was gonna jump. Yeah. Um. Uh, that was just like one incident of him not having fun. <laughs> okay. Um, in the next few years, he's transferred to at least three other penitentiaries and mental hospitals Hmm. until eventually ending up back at Reedsville prison in Georgia to finish the molestation sentence. And there he met fellow inmate David Dial and they became friends. Now it sounds like he's going to be super important. He's kind of important, but only for like a smidgen of the story because remember convoluted. Okay. Okay. Okay, so November 1972, 
Floyd's released from prison and sent to a halfway house. How many... Okay, I hope you can answer this. If not, I'm sorry. How many years did he actually spend in prison for the molesting the little, little kid? So he... 10 years. He, he molested her years. in okay. in 1962 and then he got out in 1972. What about the armed robbery charge? Uh, I get I guess that was just running with it. Okay. Seems it, it pretty wasn't generous. Super specific. <laughs> it seems very generous for his multiple escapes. Yeah, yeah, and the escape. his armed robbery yeah. and child uh, molestation. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. But, you know, 60s and 70s. Mm-hmm. Things are more lax, apparently. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> if you're just a white dude in wherever, all around, because he was in a million different states. Right. Okay. Okay. So, two months later, on January 27th, 1973, a week after he was released from his halfway house, mm-hmm. he approached a woman at a gas station and forced her into her car. Oh, no. Where he attempted to grope and sexually assault oh, her. Oh, no. The woman managed to escape, and Floyd was arrested. Good. Good for her. Floyd, uh, he made his one phone call while he was arrested to David Dial, uh-huh. his prison buddy, because right, right. he had just, he had been, um, Dial had been released from prison, so he called him up to see if he could post bond for him, which was $3,000. Shit. Yeah. $17,000 in today's money. Shit. So, uh, he did. David Diles was like, all right. The I'll whole thing? Or you only have to put up like 10%, right? Oh, I'm sure you have to. Yeah, 10% okay. or whatever. Still. So he put up. Yeah. Wow. For a guy you just met in prison. Okay. And this so, guy must have just gotten out of prison too. Mm-hmm. Like, where's he getting that money? I don't know. Oh. Um, and it obviously allowed Floyd to get out and start running as a fugitive. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When he failed to show up for his court date on Obviously. June 11th. Why'd they even 19... offer him bail? He's like already <laughs> <don't> escaped. <laughs> um, so a warrant is issued for his arrest when he doesn't show up for his court date. Mm-hmm. And it's later learned that he ended up actually staying at David Dial's <gasps> house. Oh, my God. Um, That's a good friend. Yeah. He was just there chilling. He's going to lose all whatever. that money. Uh, and yeah, you can actually like his, the house is still there. It's in, in Georgia. Oh. Um, so then for the next few years, da- uh, not David, David's no more in the story. Forget about him. Get him out of your mind. You have more <laughs> names to remember. Okay. Oh God. So, I'm so bad with names. Okay. So the next few years, um, Floyd drifts around and he kind of like goes from one sibling to the next and couch surfs until he gets kicked out of their house and goes to the next one. As a fugitive. Just like, as a fugitive. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He's just kind of laying low, living at his siblings' houses, being a drifter. I mean, he has plenty to like go between. Uh-huh. He does. <laughs> Um, in 1974, Floyd started using the alias Brandon Williams. Ah. And as Brandon Williams, he met a woman named Sandy Chipman. Oh. At a North Carolina truck stop. Uh, romantic. So romantic. Um, Chipman was the mother of four children. Oh, no. From two different fathers. Mm-hmm. 
So the oldest was Suzanne from her first husband. Mm -hmm. And then she had uh, Allison. Oh, wait. Am I supposed to remember these names now? No, just Suzanne you're going to remember. The oldest. But uh, the oldest, Suzanne, from her first husband. And then she had Allison, Amy, and Philip from her second husband. Okay. Um, so Floyd and Chipman, they dated for a whole month. Oh, no. Oh, no. And they got married. Oh, no. And Floyd convinced Chipman to move her family with him to Dallas, Texas. I mean, here's the thing. If you're really, like, meant to be and you're going to be together forever, (laughs) why not wait longer than a month to get married? (laughs) I mean, you know, we, well, we're not fans of marriage, so. No, but, like, you know. Air it out, you know? Air it out. That's true. You don't yeah. Need to, like, Ooh, and you've got four kids. You shouldn't yeah. even be introducing the kids to Listen. someone at a month. Yeah, you should okay. be really careful. Ooh. Uh-oh. So, okay. you know, only good things can come from this dating a month and getting married. Um, but shortly after Chipman had moved in with him, with the kids and, and well, everything. Well, wait, these truck stop romances, you know, once they get going, you can't pump the brakes. You just got to go for it. Dive right okay. in. Air horn. Yeah. Beep, beep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's more the sound. (laughs) Beep, beep. Um, So Chipman ends up getting sentenced to 30 days in jail for passing bad checks. This is the woman? Yeah. Okay. And while she served time, she left left her children in the custody of Floyd. Yeah, her brand new husband. Uh-huh. Oh, no. Nice and shiny. Oh, no. So she's she spends 30 days in jail and she's released and she goes home and she finds that the residence has been vacated oh, God. and her husband and children are nowhere to be found. Can you imagine what a nightmare that would be? What's worse is she goes to the police to file a missing persons report, uh-huh. but they say because Floyd is their stepfather... He is legally allowed to take them wherever he wants. After just like. And so they don't let her file a police report. Oh, my God. It's not Mm -hmm. like he's like adopted them or anything. Nope. But he's the husband. So now they're the stepkids. What the fuck? So it's totally fine if he kidnaps her children. It's like. Yep. Oh, God. He's the new dad. Oh, no. What a nightmare. Oh, it's going to get worse. Oh, no. Buckle up. <laughs> How do you always find these? <laughs> they find me. Oh, God. Okay. Suzanne's two sisters, um, Amy and April, I believe. Uh, Allison, Allison and Amy. Yeah. yeah. Her sisters, Allison and Amy, were later discovered safe at a local social services office. So the mom was able to get okay. those kids back. However, Floyd, Suzanne, and her brother, Philip, could not be found. And Philip has never been found to this day. Oh, no. Oh, my God. And he was an an infant. Oh, my God. Why didn't he just leave the baby behind? No idea. Oh, God. Uh, He hasn't really said, so... (laughs) Um, So Floyd and Suzanne moved to Oklahoma City... And he changes his name to Trenton B. Davis and gives Suzanne the same last name. So she's Suzanne Davis. Okay. Uh Mm Uh-huh. You have things to say? 
Okay. I have, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you got to throw up? Yeah, a little bit. It's going to get worse. Okay. All right. Oh, shit. So, <laughs> so in 1978, a babysitter who'd been babysitting for Suzanne mm-hmm. um, kind of suspected that Floyd might be molesting her. Mm-hmm. And she was going to make a report, or she did make a report. Mm-hmm. Does she um, disappear? They both disappeared. Floyd and Suzanne were gone. They moved. <gasps> So they resurfaced in Louisville, Kentucky as Warren Judson Marshall and Sharon L. Marshall. Oh, God, this poor girl. So in 1982, the two moved to Atlanta where, quote, Sharon, Suzanne, Mm -hmm. um, was described. uh, He had actually enrolled her in school and she was described as brilliant with an IQ of 132 She was enrolled in the Forest Park High School in Clayton County. Teachers remember Sharon slash Suzanne. They knew her as Sharon. Right, right, right. So they remember Sharon as a popular teenager who excelled in school. She ran for junior class office and had glamour shots made for her poster. Oh. In 1986, she graduated and and had gotten a scholarship to Georgia Tech to study aerospace engineering. Oh. Holy shit. Yeah. She probably just like focused on anything, but being at home, she was just probably like always trying to study and stay away from home. Probably. Oh my God. What a smarty. Um, Unfortunately, she got pregnant before high school ended and Floyd once again moved them. She had such a bright future. Uh, the child was given up for adoption. Oh, God. And then Floyd decided to force Sharon to become an exotic dancer. Oh, my God. What a sick fuck. She could have made so much money being an aerospace engineer. Yeah. <laughs> and had, like, a wonderful future. Okay. But he didn't want anyone having control over her but him. Ugh. This poor, poor girl. Once anyone said anything, like, that was, you know... Any kind of advice to her. It was like, we're moving. What? You can't listen to these people. Um, in 1988, she got pregnant again uh-huh. in Hillsborough County while living in a mobile trailer, a mobile home park on 28th Street near Cockroach Bay. Ew. <laughs> Is that the real name? Yes. Isn't that horrible? Ew. <laughs> It's like there are just like so many cockroaches there that it's like significant that they'd name like a place after the cockroaches. It sounds horrible. It sounds just absolutely horrible. It's like the absolute worst name you could choose. Who would want like what were they thinking? They're like, well, there are just so many cockroaches here. We just got to like be honest about it. We got to be up front. Maybe it's like the the native the cockroaches, the native bird. It's actually quite amazing how many cockroaches are here. Ew. Actually, that's not pavement. That's cockroach. Oh, <laughs> oh those aren't leaves you're crunching. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. <sighs> anyway, in her nice home in Cockroach Bay, she gave birth to a baby boy named... Uh, so, in one thing it said his name was Michael Gregory Marshall... And then in another, it said Michael Anthony Hughes because they changed their names a lot. Right, right. So 
But his name is Michael. She, and she kept him? She gave birth to him on April 21st, 1988, and she kept him. Oh. Um, in 1989, they're living at the Golden Lantern Trailer Park, so they moved up from Okay, Cockroach well, that sounds Bay. a lot better. <laughs> yes. And now, she that's was still... how you, like, name a trailer park. Yep, you know? Golden, Golden Lantern. Lantern. You got to make it seem like the place to come. Like appealing, enticing, <laughs> not like you want to vomit. <laughs> Dead rat ranch. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Um so yeah, they uh this the Golden Lantern trailer park was in Tampa, Florida, and she began working as an exotic dancer at the Mons Venus, which I think is the grossest name for a strip club. Yeah, that's pretty bad. That's like Cockroach Bay. Cockroach Bay, yep. So while she's working at Mons Venus in Tampa, (laughs) she meets a teenager who was like 18, I think at the time, named Cheryl Ann Camesso. And the two become friends. Um, Camesso had moved to Brandon, which I guess was near Tampa, so some some sure. outlier area, yeah. maybe, I'm guessing, because yeah, okay. I've never been to Florida. Okay. Um, she had moved there with her family when she was eight. When she was in high school, she sang in the chorus and danced. Aww. She competed in a Miss Brandon pageant Aww. in 1987. And then... Um, she decided, I guess, that she wanted to make money and she began working at the world famous dollhouse in Orlando, which I'm guessing is a Ew, exotic what? Dance That's place. the creepiest name. <laughs> the dollhouse? Do- like, way yep. to objectify women. That's so gross. I mean, isn't the whole point of a strip club objectifying <laughs> women? Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and her father helped her get a loan to buy a red Corvette because that's what she really wanted. She always wanted a red Corvette. Okay. Okay. Dreams. And she was, she was living her dreams. She was actually really happy with what she was doing. She made enough money working at the nude bars between Orlando and Tampa to pay for her own breast implants. Going good. Things are going A red Corvette and breast implants are her dreams. Those are what she really wanted. Yeah. Her parents said that this is... You know, I mean, I'm not trying to shame her if that's like, you know, that's those what were her you goals. Want. Yeah. Go for it. And she you're was, making it she happen. Was achieving, yep. Go she was achieving it. her goals. Sure. Um, her parents were a little estranged, but she stayed in contact with them. And she ended up moving back to Tampa to live with her father for a bit to save some money. Mm-hmm. Uh, on April, what, or one April night in 1989, she left his house planning to spend the night with a friend she had told him. Uh-oh. And she promised to call in the morning. Uh-oh. But the phone never rang. Was it Suzanne? It was Susan, Suzanne. Sharon? Sharon. Shortly know. after St. Patrick's Day of 1989, Floyd and Camaso were engaged in a heated argument outside the club when a co-worker of Camaso intervened. Floyd claimed that Camaso was responsible for Sharon's loss of Medicaid coverage for her son. What? Because I guess I guess they were trying to like like, you know, not report all their money or whatever so that yeah. she could still collect insurance yeah. for her son through the state. And he was under the impression that Camaso had like 
like actually written the correct money on it and then caused her to lose the the benefits for her and her kid Mm -hmm. but this is all just hearsay or whatever um so so the co-worker sees them get in a scuffle and um and he also saw floyd hit kameso in the Uh face and she had a bruise on her face afterwards Uh um Kameso was last seen alive during the first week of April 1989. Uh, her Corvette was eventually found abandoned, located at the St. Petersburg Clearwater Airport, where it had been parked since April 7th, 1989. Mm-hmm. And when her car came up, her parents, her family reported her missing because she said she would never yeah. leave that Corvette. Yeah, that was her like, baby. Yeah. 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 That was her dream. Yeah. And when she called the Mons Venus <laughs> to see like if they had heard from her daughter, they just told her her daughter might be dancing in Miami. What? And they were like, and she was like, no, she would never leave her Corvette. Yeah. So filed a police report. Um, in May of 89, Floyd told a neighbor that he was going on vacation and asked the neighbor to mow the lawn and collect his mail. So this is like right after she's Mm -hmm. missing, Mm -hmm. right? And then on June 15th, so like just a a month later, Floyd and Sharon, using assumed names, they got married in New Orleans. Oh, no. This poor woman. Oh, my God. And the day after their wonderful wedding, the trailer that uh, that he had asked the neighbor to check yeah. on had suspiciously burned down. Oh, hmm. Mm-hmm. What a strange coincidence that is. Hmm. Again, Sharon worked as a dancer in adult clubs. I'm she guessing, was all... I'm betting she's like the only one who's making money at this, in this I would assume so. Situation. Yeah. And he's taking it all. Yeah, he's probably taking all of her money. Um, That's why she can't afford health care for her child. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Her coworker said that she was always really secretive about her background. And she said nothing except that all her relatives were dead. Oh, God. That's probably what he told her. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Um, Okay, so this is where we come into what I told you in the beginning. In April 1990, just shy of her 21st birthday, she was walking into a motel outside Oklahoma City when she was struck by a hit-and-run driver. Sharon. Sharon. Oh, no. Her new husband was considered a suspect, but he had an alibi. You want to know what his great alibi was? what? He had been waiting at the motel for her. Shut up. (laughs) By himself? Yep. Waiting for her. Oh, that's, yeah, that's bulletproof, man. That's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Innocent. Um, her coworkers were concerned because she had told them that she wanted to leave the man named Clarence Hughes. Yeah. And that she had met a new boyfriend at the club, but she was afraid. Oh, God. This poor woman had, like, the worst life. Yep. Uh uh, so the investigators, still looking at the new husband as a suspect in the hit and run, 
discovered through fingerprint analysis that he actually was named Floyd. Mm-hmm. And he had been a federal fugitive for 17 years. Oh, my God. 17 years later, and it's finally catching up to him? Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Not long after Sharon's death, Floyd was placed back on parole from 1973 federal charges. Parole? Yep. What? For being a fugitive for 17 years, they're just like, oh. Like, we caught ya. Now stay now, here. Stay here. Don't you go anywhere. Report in every whatever. Yep. What the fuck? <laughs> what a piece of shit. Uh-huh. Um, and so, remember, Sharon's dead, and there's still a little Michael. Oh, no. So, he had custody of Michael, but he decided at the time that he was going to give Michael to the state welfare officials. That's because he probably better for take him. care of him yeah. right now. And while they were doing some, I guess they were doing some, like, uh, routine checkup things. I'm not sure, but they ended up looking at his blood and Michael's blood yeah. and found out that Floyd was not the biological <gasps> father of Michael. Oh. Um, and yeah, so they whatever so just know that for a second um so michael michael was placed in foster care and he had foster parents who told authorities that the boy and he's like i think he's like three or four at this age at this age and they said that he had limited muscle control he was nonverbal, and he often experienced hysterical behavior when he first arrived to their home Mm. but then he ended up making remarkable progress in their care and in 1994, they began adoption proceedings. Aww. When Floyd was released from jail, he attempted to regain custody of Michael. What a shitbag. And on the basis of his criminal record and the discovery that he had no biological relation, his request was denied. Good. So Floyd begins working as a maintenance man at an apartment complex. Why is he not in prison? Well, it's okay. He checked in. He was like, sorry about that 17 years, guys. Here I am. my bad. And they were like, oh, Floyd, there he goes again. Mm-mm. Um, so a woman who lived oh, no. at the apart... Uh, a woman who lived at the apartment complex returned home to find Floyd in the bushes. Ew. He emerged with a knife. Ew. Cutting her as she tried <gasps> to defend herself. Uh, someone saw and called the police and he was arrested. Good. But a week no, before but. he was... <laughs> no. But... No. A week before he was scheduled to appear in court for attacking the woman, oh, God. Floyd had more important matters on his mind. Why didn't they keep him in custody? Oh, he'll show up. What the He's good fuck? for it. Because <laughs> he did all the other times. So one Monday afternoon on September in September 1994, he went to an elementary school in no. Choctaw, Oklahoma, where young Michael was in first grade. Oh, no. Wearing a rumpled suit, Floyd walked into the office of Principal James Davis and announced he needed help getting his son. What? He said, he said, I think I'd better tell you I've got a gun in my pocket. And I'd better show it to you. Why can't you just leave that kid alone? I'm ready to die. 
And if you don't help me, you won't live. Why was he wearing a suit? I think he thought it would make him more fancy. I don't know that they would just give him the kid. But then he just like showed his gun without even letting the suit speak for itself. Right. Well, it was rumpled. It was a little rumpled. So I think he knew. He He knew. He didn't look very professional. Shitty. He looked like shit. Oh, God. Yeah. So. What does this dude look like anyway? Floyd? Yeah. I'll show you a picture. Okay. But uh, he just looks like a regular old dick. Yeah. Looks like a gross, creepy dude. Yeah. He's got like a a dimple chin and... Dead eyes. um, Dead, real, real dead eyes. Oh, God. Um, And he's like kind of skinny. Mm Mm-hmm. Typical white, skinny... Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing to write home about. All that's all I'll say okay. about that. Um, so Floyd ends up leaving the school with the boy and the principal. Oh, by gun! Oh God! Floyd by gun! Yep. Can you imagine that principal like calling this uh, little six-year-old into his office, knowing that like no, like what the fuck? Why not? Call, like, uh, call the police. I don't. I don't know. What the hell? Yeah, I guess you don't really know what you do in a situation when a gun. Well, gets I would not out. call the child in. <laughs> uh, yeah, you would hope you wouldn't. Oh. So, Sorry, I'm not trying to blame this guy. He obviously he, was not prepared no. for something like this. I don't think they have that in principal well, training. Yeah. 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 Ugh. I think there's more like school and gun safety training now because of right. you know school shootings. School sure. shootings, yeah. but this was just at the beginning oh, of that. God. So he ends up driving the principal's pickup with the little boy and the principal into the kid. woods. He takes the principal out of the car. Oh, no. He handcuff he handcuffs him to a tree, and not far from where Michael lived with his new foster parents. That's where the that's where he ended up driving and handcuffing the guy to the tree. Like by coincidence. And, yeah, I guess so. Oh. In a nationwide search for Michael, investigators pieced together details of the strange life between Floyd and the boy's mother. Mm. The FBI traced him to Texas and to Kansas, where the principal's pickup broke down by Lovefield Airport, mm. Texas, at the Wonder Bread Factory employee parking lot. <laughs> oh. Also, the car broke down. Love Field yep. sounds gross too. Love Field, where you can go to Mons Venus. Oh. <laughs> In November, Floyd got a job. Oh yeah, so he escaped. <laughs> so the, they just found the truck. They didn't find the little boy. Yeah, with him. they. Nope. They found yep, the principal found the tr- to the tree. Right. Okay. Found the principal. Found the truck. Oh, no God. sign of Michael. No sign of Floyd. Um, in November, he got a job as a used car salesman in Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, perfect. And for weeks, he lived at a Victorian house. Oh, I love a Victorian. I love a good Victorian. Um, neighbors noticed that he always seemed to wear clothes from a thrift store, which I don't know what that means because like, so do I. Rumpled suits. <laughs> oh, rumpled suits. Yeah, I'm guessing that he wasn't like getting the good stuff. Okay. I mean, so I love Rumpel, a thrift store, but yeah. I don't think that he was doing it right. Okay, yeah. Probably just the one brown suit. Like the moth-eaten, like... Ew. 
ja- yeah. suit jacket. Like three sizes too big. Yeah, and like those gross like mustard colored like <laughs> shirts. That's coming back in. I like a mustard now. I well, you have to do it right though. Like the seventies, they mixed like the mustard and the brown in a way that was like Hot not dog. always the best. <laughs> yeah, you gotta be careful with those colors. Yeah, one at a time, one at a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm guessing they're like really ill-fitting and like rumpled and... Rumpled stilt skins. Yeah, they probably didn't look great. Uh, One of his neighbors said that they could hear him walking in his apartment all night long. Ew, that's so creepy. He also never mentioned a son. Instead, he talked incessantly about a daughter who he said was a quote-unquote prostitute. Wait, wait, wait. So he's just like pacing in his apartment all night wearing like ill-fitting old clothes, Mm -hmm. just obsessively talking about a sex worker daughter. He was also working as a car salesman. So during the day, he would How did he get hired? How do these people get jobs? What the (laughs) fuck? I don't know. Apparently, you could just get a job back then. You didn't have to like apply to a hundred. You just like make up a name. And then then cry about yourself. Walk in (laughs) in an old weird suit. Yep. And just like, hey, yeah. I need a job. And they're like, you're hired. Yep. Yeah. I think that's how it goes. Okay. It, as long as you're wearing a, some kind of suit. Right, right. Doesn't matter how rumpled. Right. Or stained or mothing or ill-fitting. And you have a and you have a first and a last name. Yeah. I think that's good. Well, I'm guessing go. it doesn't have like go. a resume or whatever. Mm, can't imagine. <laughs> oh, okay. So, yeah, he talks about his daughter, who he said was a prostitute. And he showed photos of her to some oh neighbors. Oh, God, is this of Sharon, Susan? Yeah, yeah, Sharon, Susan, oh. t- uh, whatever. Um, Tanya, Sharon, Susan, Tanya. Oh. Um, a neighbor, Terry Evans, said he had befriended Floyd until one night Floyd wanted to stay at Evans' apartment and watch a movie and refused to leave. Ew. He said... <laughs> He wanted to watch The Fugitive on TV, Evan said. It turns out he was a fugitive. Oh. <laughs> That's so annoying, like inviting someone over and then being like, okay, okay, good night. And like, no, I'm going to stay here and watch this movie. You're like, get the fuck out. What? <laughs> okay, I'm going to bed. You just start yawning about it. Yeah, you like, like hint at it all nicely. do you nicely. want some coffee? <laughs> just you know i have a long day tomorrow gotta be up Get early and he's like okay well mm-hmm. i'll just i'll turn it down and you're like yep. mm, okay no i'll let myself out don't <laughs> worry i know how to lock the door oh god get out <laughs> hate that yeah no thank you um but you'll be happy to know that he was finally arrested at the used car lot for the kidnapping of young michael and his principal good except that michael has never been found no why why did he I take know. him i i, I it's why control is, like, i murdering think he's like precious little babies i i don't know Ugh. in in april of 1995 a judge found him guilty of michael's kidnapping uh, and charged him with federal kidnapping charge and he was sent to prison for how long uh I hopefully wrote that down somewhere. Okay. But not yet. Because <laughs> in March of that year, some landscaper landscape workers found the skeletal remains of Camaso in an area off Interstate 275 in Pinales County, Florida. That's the uh, dancer friend. 
Yes. They found yes. her body. They finally found her body because she had been missing for all these years. They oh, didn't know God. what happened to her. She might be dancing in Miami. She might be dancing in Miami. Oh, funny that she wasn't. Court, but hmm. <laughs> funny. She had been there so long that roots had grown through her skeleton. Oh, God. That poor thing. And it, I guess that it indicated that she had been there for at least six or seven years. Wow. Uh a team of detectives and forensic experts spent four days digging in thick roots and muck oh, before God. finding nine, 90% of a skeleton. And her family was probably wondering all that time. Yeah. They also found clothing, jewelry, and a breast implant. Oh, God. Because that Those doesn't... last. Oh, my God. That is so yep. crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. How many coffins are out there with just, like, breast implants? Boobs. <laughs> Oh, whoa. Well, probably none because of the way that we pump our people full of chemicals and stuff. But how many like actual people buried without being pumped with chemicals? Yeah, that would be something. Oh, that's so bizarre to think about. Okay. Now I'm thinking about it. Yeah, me too. (laughs) What if you're like cremated? Do you think that like. Oh, I'm sure that burns up. I don't know. It's just like plastic or something, right? I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't. Is that know. what they I'm use, a, or like? Some I don't know. Of, don't. Uh, I don't know. Don't make me. Ew, I don't. Don't know. make me show that I'm not an expert on <laughs> boob One implants. One time on an episode of like CSI, I think Miami, this woman died because she was like sailing, and then the 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 like boat one of the poles for the sail like hit her in the chest, and her implant exploded, and I guess it poisoned her, so she died. <gasps> Oh, I thought you were going to bring up one of your f- botched body episodes. Oh, God, no. I, do you think that's happened in real life? I'm sure. <gasps> uh, or if you get like a <laughs> leak or something. Oh, God. Yeah. I just I've feel like, of... oh, God, I just feel like that's so dangerous to have like a bag of poison in your body. <laughs> well, I wonder. I mean, obviously, neither one of us are experts, but I'm sure that there's like more advanced um like implants listen nowadays. i've seen some botched stuff <laughs> like lots of things can happen in your chest region yeah you can yeah. get like necrosis oh no yeah just, like, okay. or like it can Great. like harden a lot and oh no oh, oh. yeah it can like it will like cal- like calcify around the implant. Oh, so you just have bone boobs? Yeah, like it just gets like <laughs> oh, I don't know, just like so many things. Wow. I just feel like every body is beautiful. Just love yourself. <laughs> it's too no dangerous. It's too dangerous. It's too dangerous. Oh. I don't know. I'm not an expert. Well, I'm sure it can also have- help identify your body, I guess. Yeah, because usually they have like the. Do you think there's like a number on the bag? <laughs> the bag. It's like a bag, <laughs> isn't it? Uh, I'm assuming yeah. that they would have a number on the bag. Yeah, they're just like um, they like. But hole unfortunately, and, like, cram it in. Ugh. Well, unfortunately, on this bag there was no tag. Oh, the bag had no tag. The bag had no tag. Oh, no. So... They didn't like write her name on it. No. You know, like when you're little and you write your name in your mm-hmm. sweatshirt. So what when you, you leave it at school and your mom's like, where's Damn. your sweatshirt? Where did I leave my boobs? Hmm. I took them off at the office. Like at least they wrote my name on them. So I'll recognize if someone else has it. 
Do you think you would do it like those friendship necklaces where it would say like half the word on oh, one and half the word on the other? B fry. <laughs> B fry. Saint Anne's. Saint Anne's. <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. the detectives review five years of missing persons reports, but found no leads. Yeah, because they were, they didn't they say it was like six or seven years for like a yeah. tree to grow out, and they only went back to five years. That's like <laughs> Good bad point. police work. <laughs> Good catch. I didn't even hear that. Listen, I, whoops, that's because I, I am that. an investigative. Forensic. I'm an investigator. Tree. I am a forensic arborist. Whoa. Yeah. Good words. Wouldn't that be a cool job? That would be a cool job. Like this tree is obviously this old, so the skeleton must be a little older, (laughs) right? Ah, this tree branch grew through this. I'm gonna say that the skeleton came first. Like sometimes that's how I feel. So you know that one, uh, forensic files or whatever. Where the like the forensic odontologist he like tr- he like did the cast of the teeth or he like mm-hmm. and they like traced the like teeth because it was like some rapist or whatever and then he left teeth marks and then they like uh-huh. drew the lines on the teeth marks on like the um, transparency yeah. or whatever yeah. and then they took like a cast of that one dude's teeth and it obviously like didn't ma- like match up but he was yeah. like see it clearly matches and he like kept Perfect. moving it I was like dude I could do that and tell you that it didn't match like that's like the easiest job <laughs> and then I was jealous and I was like I want to be a forensic odontologist because I could fucking do that. I could trace teeth. Yeah, I do a lot better than that guy did. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Well, so they found no leads, and then a forensic sculptor, a sculptor came from Oklahoma, and used the skull to create <gasps> a likeness. Okay, sculpt. that would be a dream sure. job, right? Except oh. nobody recognized oh, her. No, did you see it? Uh, no, I didn't. Oh. See, now I've always wanted to do that. I thought that would be like so fucking cool. It's cool. You just have to be very precise. Well, yeah, but There's then they have all those like pencil erasers that you know, like the skin uh-huh. depth and stuff. It's so cool. But it's all just like a guess because it's like based on yeah. like what ethnicity this person is. And well, and then the like, eye color gender. and yeah, all of it. Well, it's a guess based on, yeah, I know statistics. But so cool. It is really cool. It so is really cool. cool. Um, meanwhile, (laughs) meanwhile, the owner of a Kansas auto repair business, uh, he was fixing a truck that he had just bought at auction and he found stuffed above the gas tank, an envelope Uh and he pulls this envelope out and he opens it and he found around 97 small and irregularly cropped photos oh including many pictures of a woman oh no beaten and bound later identified as Camaso. oh other photos in the truck showed sexual abuse of susan sharon tanya starting very early in her childhood Authorities found photos of her in sexually explicit poses at various ages, starting at the age of four. Oh, my God. One of the pictures of Camaso contained an image of someone else's thumb, which the FBI... Oh, my God. Are they going to do the fingerprint? 
Well, no, you would think so, but it wasn't his fingerprint oh. that they saw. It was just a thumb, uh-huh. like probably the back of it. Uh-huh. But what they did was they were able to compare the image of the thumb to a picture of Floyd's or to Floyd's thumb what? and they found multiple similarities. Crazy. And a lot of the pictures contained images of furniture, a boat, and areas of a trailer, all of which belonged to Floyd. Who was developing these pictures? Right? Ugh. That is such a good question. I have no idea. I don't know if he had... I don't know. And then he just left him in this truck. Yeah, that was my thing. Like, if these are your prized things, although he's, like, in jail, so he where is he going to hide them? Maybe he thought they, they would just fall out and never get found or something. I don't know. Maybe he hid them there for when he was in jail and he didn't know that his truck was going to get sold. Right. And then he his truck gets taken mm-hmm. and then... Oh, yeah, because he's maybe going to go back to get the photos. Yeah, so he probably. hid them. Didn't expect a person that actually... A Knew mechanic to, to take apart. Yeah, yeah. to, like want to get in there yeah um that is so sad and obviously the truck was traced back to floyd yeah who had stolen it in oklahoma in september of 94 and then apparently abandoned it abandoned it in texas the following month but like you said maybe he just like stashed it somewhere to go back to get it later and it was found um In 1996, the FBI had determined Floyd had been in the Tampa Bay area, and they also realized the significance of the photos of the beaten woman. Yeah. So investigators in St. Petersburg searched back yet another year. Uh, Had only they gone back another year. If only they talked to the forensic arborists. (laughs) And they found um, Camaso had been reported missing. And oh. dental records were confirmed that they the remains were Camesos. That's so sad. Yes. Very fucked up. Like, her family had no answers for years. I know. Ugh. And over just a stupid fight. Yeah, because this dude was, like, fucking awful. Yep. You can say it. He's He's the, the worst. worst. <laughs> He's the fucking worst. The medical examiner determined that the cheeks, that the injuries of the cheek of Camaso's skull were consistent with injuries sustained by Camaso in the pictures what recovered from the truck. Fuck. There were also similarities in clothing and jewelry that were found in the pictures mm-hmm. um, of Camaso, and then also the items found with her. And an archaeologist had determined that she had died from a beating and two gunshots to the head. An archaeologist? Yeah. I what? guess they can dig up the bones and figure out how people... Because, you know, you old bones, how'd they die? Old bones. Old bones. He's not going to make it to old bones. Simon. Oh, I love oh. age gap love. Dude, Simon is like <laughs> the most British name. Simon. Simon. He's not Simon. going to make it to old bones. Yeah, poor Simon. That show, was the, that show was the worst. <laughs> I love that show and especially how gross, grossed out you get from it. Oh, I hate age gaps. I just don't mm. like it. <laughs> I don't like it. But it makes for some good TV. No, the power dynamic. It's just not okay. <laughs> it's entertaining. But Ew. yes, the power dynamic is usually fucked up. Yeah. So in 2002, That one was Floyd... okay, though. Simon. 
Because <laughs> they were like perfect for each other. Because they were both old bones. Old bones. Okay. Um, in 2002, Floyd was convicted and sentenced to death for her murder. Good. Floyd smiled ironically and shook his head. Ironically? As... That's what this, this person I wrote. I don't think that's the correct use of that word, but okay. <laughs> Damn, I shouldn't have used it. Um, well, but he shook his head ironically uh-huh. as a Pinalis Pasco judge read the final words of the sentence, affirming a jury's unanimous recommendation to put him to death for the 1989 murder of 19-year-old Cheryl Ann Camaso. Okay, there's some um, washing can you happening. Hear that? Yeah, you might have to cut that. She was only 19. Yep. Oh, God, the poor thing. Floyd, 59 at the time, read a long, defiant statement railing against the death penalty. Oh, was it ironic because he was sentenced to death after killing some... I guess that's what's ironic. Okay. Isn't it ironic? I feel like that's a Don't you think? Oh, my God. What? One of my English teachers... What English teacher was that who just, like, railed against that song? And they're like, it's not irony. That's not what irony is. (laughs) It's not. (laughs) The whole song is messed up. That's what's ironic about about the song. That is what's ironic. irony. That's it. (laughs) She was so, like, multi-level. Oh, Alanis. Isn't that ironic? Where are you, girl? (laughs) Um, So anyway, ironically, he's like, death? No death. Yeah, he's against, oh, that's ironic. He's against the death penalty, but he puts people to death. Mm-hmm. Is Isn't ironic? it ironic? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think? Don't you think? It's uh, like rain. And he repeatedly, during his September trial, denied dumping Camesa's body along Interstate 275. He claimed that the FBI doctored photos taken before her death to frame him for the murder. What? And he said... They doctored the photos that he took... To make it look like he, she was beat the fuck up? He said that he made, he thought, well, he didn't think. He's saying that they made these photos up and planted them, and then they're just trying to get him for the murder with his, like, thumb in the thing, because he wasn't in the pictures. Oh, they put his thumb in that picture? What is that? Oh, my God. He's washing the house. Zachary? Yeah. Tell him to stop. I know. Open the window and tell him to knock it off. Okay, he's pretending like he's acknowledging it, but he's still doing it. Knock on the window and tell him to knock it off. Every time we wanted to go anywhere and dad had to clean the whole fucking car. Uh, Okay, now sorry. Okay. 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 Jesus, what do you think? He's going to wash the window and it's going to be silent? I don't know. You Is can, he getting, like, this house has zero are, insulation. You can literally hear everything. <laughs> oh, is he getting it ready to paint? Yeah, he is. We got some paint. He's getting it ready to paint. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, so this I mean, dickweed. like, not the time. Oh, <laughs> okay. That dickweed, too. But this dickweed, he says, he says, I can't speak anything uh, he said, I can't speak anything when I'm dead, so I speak it now. I am not guilty. What a piece <laughs> of shit. Yeah, you he can't declared, speak anything when you're dead. That's the point, asshole. Yep. You don't deserve he to declared, speak. <laughs> not after all the fucked up shit that you did. Yeah, fuck him. He declared Judge Lay... Uh, 
He declared Judge Lay give weight to Floyd's... Uh, Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm not guilty, he declared. Oh, I forgot a period there. Okay. Um, Judge Lay gave weight to Floyd's quote-unquote joyless upbringing in an orphanage and his yeah. history of personality disorders. Well, I'd say it's more than just joyless but yes but the judge said his criminal history and the gruesome circumstances surrounding Camaso's murder yes. outweighed those factors yes 100 percent. based on the ab- aggravating factors found in this case it was not it was not surprising the jury found unanimously that floyd should be put to death when she finished reading her ruling the judge asked god to have mercy on floyd's soul so dramatic and Floyd loudly retorted, We don't need your mercy, Judge. Oh. Not sure okay. who else he was speaking yeah. of, but he okay. doesn't need, they don't need their mercy. That's right. And uh, justice has been served, said John Camaso, 55, Hardly. who was the victim's father. Hardly, though. That poor yeah. woman was. He said. Uh, it took 13 years. We're waiting one for one more thing, and that's the death years? penalty. Yep, 13 years from oh when she God. went missing to when he's finally convicted. That is so sad. Um, after that, using DNA samples, they were able to conclude that Tanya Hughes was indeed Suzanne Marie Sevicus. Um, yeah. Suzanne, Sharon, Tanya. Yeah. And it had taken 24 years to learn her true identity. Oh, my God. They were able to find her birth parents and give them some closure about their daughter. She was never able to see her mom again. Right. Right. Oh, God. Or her dad. Or her dad. That is... mm. Eventually, Floyd told the investigators what happened to Michael Hughes... He said that he murdered the first grader on the same day he kidnapped him. Oh, God, why? Why did he, he said kidnap were, him? He said that they were driving from Oklahoma City to Dallas, and Michael was being a typical six-year-old. He was out of control, and that pushed Floyd over the edge. Floyd felt pressure, and he just ran out of patience. Yeah, it's the little kid's fault. He said he turned and looked at me, and I... Er, sorry, uh, he... Floyd confessed that he'd shot him twice in the back of the head to make it real quick, he said. And he's said that he, like, buried the body at some interstate marker, but um, peop- uh, the forensics team went out and dug up, like, a huge area and never found anything. Why so, did he even take him? Like, why? The tossed salad and the scrambled egg. The tossed salad... A scrambled egg. The tossed salad. The tossed salad. And the scrambled egg. A scrambled egg. So a tossed salad is someone who clearly knows right from wrong and chooses to do wrong anyway. Right, so the tossed salad has more components. The person is able to compartmentalize. And a scrambled egg is someone who can't tell right from wrong and they're just completely scrambled. Just one component, one track mind. They're all kinds of mixed up. There's no focus. They're disorganized. I don't know. So here we go. Toss salads or scrambled eggs. Piece of shit. 
<laughs> a piece of shit in my shit salad. salad. <laughs> a salad where the lettuces are poops. Oh, where all the things are poops. So he, like, obviously was taken to psychiatric wards multiple times, so he had something going on. Yeah, but not enough to excuse what he did. He knew, like, why are you going to go pick up a little first grader and murder him? Why are you going to, like, kidnap this poor little girl and, like, abuse her her whole life and then murder her? Right. Abuse her and raise her as your child and then marry her. And then murder her. And then murder her. Because uh, they think, obviously, I read that, you know, everyone, her coworkers thought that he killed her because she was planning on leaving him, right? Yeah. So it seemed like, it seemed like everyone in his life ends up leaving him. She was trying to find her freedom. And so he doesn't want, like, people are not allowed to decide themselves to leave him. He has to decide when they leave him. Well, and they can't leave him for someone else. He has to murder them so that he can't. Leave well, them that's for what I'm another saying. family. They can't leave them. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if they're choosing to leave because they want something different, like everyone else in his life, he'll just kill them before oh, they do piece that. Of shit. Yep. How did you find this story? This is awful. <laughs> I don't remember. I it was on my list of ones to look up, and Ugh. it was horrible. Yeah. That's awful. Awful. (laughs) So I'm going to say his egg was scrambled from birth, basically. And then. Yeah. But like tossed salad components. Yeah. Yeah. He knew. He seemed to know right from wrong, but he just was so out of control with his mental disorders and not fixing anything and not getting help and just continuously like. Yeah. But he was so uh, controlling of other people that he like, just like abused them and murdered them. They couldn't leave him. uh, Like just leave, like leave this woman's (laughs) children alone. She's like away for 30 days. Like leave him alone. Yeah. That's so, but it's like weird. I wonder if the if Sharon Tanya's first kid was a girl. I'm not sure. And, and he was like, "Oh, just leave," because then he like, but then he like left the other little girls behind. I don't know. It's just so weird. I'm not sure if he thought he was Michael's dad, and kept him because he thought that he was his biological father. Maybe that was something, because like. I don't know. You know, when like people think, oh, if I have a baby, then I'm going to have someone to love me because like no one else does or whatever. Maybe it was that mindset or he knew that it wasn't his biological kid and he was more comfortable with that because his biological family was so messed up. He didn't really want to have anything to do with them. It sounds like they weren't taking care of him, though, if he was like nonverbal at three. Right. You know, it sounds like they weren't interacting with him or giving him like the support that he would need to form language. I mean, I imagine put into like a loving family. He's like, you know, developing those milestones and he's back on track. Like something's going on there where he's like being neglected or like, yeah, abused probably too. I would imagine that, like you said, she was probably the only one working. Yeah. So she's probably working all day and all night. Yeah. And then he's probably he has the the kid and he's. Right, he's probably just like drinking and doing whatever he wants to do and yeah. ignoring the baby. Yeah. 
shitty. And then I'm sure when shitty. she's there, like he's controlling her behavior, so it's not like she can like, you know, interact with the baby on her terms. Yeah. Ugh, that poor, poor woman, like kidnapped at a young age, and then just her whole life just like so shitty. What's interesting is no Zephyr. No. No, leave it. Don't bark. I think what's interesting, and I mean fucked up, but interesting is how well she was doing when she had some stability yeah. in in high school, yeah. and how, like, well, I mean, she was pro- she was like so intelligent. I'm sure that her kid was probably like super intelligent too. That's why when he was given like a family who could like love him, right? Like that he was also able to excel. Because he probably had, like, intelligence like his mother. They just needed, like, a supportive environment. Like, think of how much she could have accomplished in her life. Because like, I imagine that he raised her like he was raising Michael and, like, not, g- yeah. you know, giving her only attention is just, well, like, worse, though, fucked up attention. Because he was, just, cause like, he was... abusing her. Yeah. <clears throat> right. And so then, but then when she got some stability, she was able to. Yeah. And the poor, poor Cheryl Ann Camaso, she was like, like we were saying, she was doing her thing. Like, yeah, it's not everyone's like goal or whatever, but like at 18, she got a loan from her dad and was able to buy her dream car and was working and making money like she wanted. And she was like starting to get back in good favors with her dad, like living with him. They were starting to get along again. And she had all these dreams. She was just trying to make it work and follow her dreams. Mm-hmm. And wow. then, you know, poor little. It's just like, what are the chances that these people meet this asshole? Oh you know, like, God. what are the chances that he was at the truck stop the same time that that woman was at the truck stop? I was just going to say, could you imagine, like, how awful that mother must feel being like. God, I can't even imagine. I met this guy. I married him within a month. Yeah, I was immediately sent to jail, and he he kidnapped my children, murdered yeah. two of them. Yeah, that's so messed up. Yeah, destroyed one of them, one of their whole mm-hmm. life, whole lives. One of, one of their, of their... La- destroyed, destroyed Susan's whole life, then murdered and her. Philip never even got a life. He never got a chance. Ugh. It's so. And the police, like, would, wouldn't would go after him. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Had they, like, intervened and been like, oh, actually, you've only been married to this guy for, like, a short amount of time? Yeah, we'll definitely track them down because he kidnapped your children. Well, I think because he was, like, going from state to state and, like, always kind of on the move that, like, they, they were always a couple steps behind him. Yeah, but they weren't even going to look for him, though, yep. for kidnapping. I mean, they were looking, but they they couldn't find him. And it's it's... I mean, I'm sure it's different now, but you know how different agencies don't share information. It's so fucked up. Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. I My mouth is so dry from talking so much. Oh, take a break. Take a <laughs> I'm sip. I'm excited to listen. Yeah, okay. So I got my information from a site called Indians.com with a Z. There are two articles on that website by Kevin... Aboresk, Ab, Aboresk, or something. Uh, and then 
the Omaha World Herald. <gasps> where actually I got like the main idea from the story from the Omaha World Herald. Oh my so god, you were shout just, out. Did you was it one of the articles that you just like came upon in your daily? Yeah, I was like reading? searching through. Yes, I was like, oh, let me browse the paper. I've not looked at it in a few days, so I, like kind of browse it, and I was like kind of stuck because I have like some stories, and I just like wasn't sure they were gonna be long enough, and mm-hmm. I just didn't know what to do, and then I kind of saw this one. I was like, maybe I'll check the World Herald. Uh. See if they have like a good story, and then um, then I saw this one and I looked into it and I was like, oh, okay. So there were like there was one that was like an op-ed and then an article by Paul Hamill, and then I got some information from Change.org, Antigo Times, and Sioux City Journal. Okay. Okay. So this is just like a little tidbit. As of 2016, the National Crime Information Center found that there were 5,712 missing persons reports of indigenous women and girls in the United States. Holy shit. Yes. So that's a lot. This is one of those stories. Wait, as of 2016? Yeah, as of 2016. So there was a report done in 2016, I believe. Uh And since then, or like before... 2016, there were oh, okay. 5,712 missing persons reports of just indigenous women and okay. girls in the United States and Alaska. Uh, it specified like Native Alaskan women too. But okay, so this is the story of Cozy Montana Featherstone Medicine Top Decora. She was born on July 18th, 1997, in Wasso, Wasso, to parents. Marvin Decora Sr. and Stella Medicine Top. She was kind-hearted and had a lovely, contagious laugh. She liked being teased, and she laughed easily. She was from the Ho-Chunk Nation, and she was involved in traditional ceremonies like sweat lodges and indigenous church. And at the age of 22, she had three little kids who she she said had saved her life. Whoa. Uh, That's like the opposite of what I expect. (laughs) Yeah, no, her children meant the world to her, and each one, she said that she wanted each one, and she prayed for each one, and she, like, loved them Hmm. so much. Okay. And she was from Wittenberg, Wisconsin. 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 Man, three kids at 22. Wow. Yeah. That's a handful. Yeah. Um, Her sister described her as a fancy dancer who loved to run. Fancy dancing. I know. (laughs) She said that she loved to feel free. She loved life. She missed her dad a lot, but she knew that the creator was there. And she said that her sister could be annoying as well. (laughs) She said that she made people wait for her. You'd be honking. Come on, cozy. Let's go. She'd just be in there doing her hair or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Like, such a sister thing to say. <laughs> but she was, like, she was so beautiful, and it's just, like, really sad what's coming. So on May fifteenth, two 2020, Cozy was celebrating three months of sobriety and was working hard to move back home. She was in uh, Nebraska, and she was, like, trying to get back to Wisconsin to her family. On May 16th, just before 8 p.m., Cozy called Winnebago Tribal Police saying that she... Jonathan and their baby, four months old, had gotten stuck on a muddy road in a remote area of the reservation. Jonathan Daniel Rooney was a 25-year-old Winnebago man. 
They had been together for five years, and they were engaged, and he was the father of all three of her children. Wait, is that a profession? Winnebago No, that's man? a tribe. Oh! No, that's a tribe! <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, okay. But did you ever see the documentary Winnebago Yes, man? that's why I was like, wait. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what made me think of it, and I was like, wait, is no. that like... Can you be that? Okay, it's a tribe. Never mind. I'm can an you idiot. be a Winnebago man? I'm an yes, idiot. Yes, you can. <laughs> you can. I saw a documentary, but is that like a if choice? You're... Yeah, no. Okay. Well, something you're born into. Okay. I'm an okay, idiot. Okay, so they were they were together for five years. They were engaged, and he was the father of all of her kids. Wow. But their relationship was abusive, mm. and that's one of the reasons why she was hoping to leave Nebraska. She was going to move back in with her family and like escape the relationship do you know if they were like <laughs> god damn it Zephyr, no no leave it don't be rude Zeph. do you know do you know if uh they like how big their age gap was if yeah she was 22 and he was 25 oh, okay so they were similar but age. they were together for five years so he was 20 and she was like what 17 yeah that's like I don't love it. Don't love it. Mm-mm. But she like she struggled with addiction. Uh, but at this point, she was like three months sober and was like super excited about it. So is she the, like worked really hard to get there. Do you think is that what she meant that the kids saved her, like gave her a reason to yeah. get sober? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. And then for her to like get back involved with like indigenous traditions. And mm, I think she was doing it yeah. for her kids so that yeah, they knew they like where learn. they came yeah. from. and. Yeah, and just show them, like, how to live, and Aww. so, yeah, I think that's what, and she wanted them to know that she, like, wanted them and loved them, Yeah, you know, that they, like, were on purpose, and it was so sad. Okay, so, so she called, she said, hey, we're stuck in the mud on, like, in this, like, really remote area, so they sent out two tribal conservation officers, but they couldn't find her. They did find a GMC Yukon and decided to drive to Walt Hill to see if Cozy had made it home. Later that night, two Winnebago conser- conservation officers, not the RV, <laughs> the tribe, <laughs> conservation officers saw a fire inside an outhouse next to a cabin. Uh-oh. Inside the cabin, the officers found Jonathan lying naked on a mattress on the floor the with their little baby next to him. They were covered by a blanket and he was like asleep. He had a smear of blood and bruising on his arm and scratches on his shoulder and an injury to his right cheek. Also, I didn't read over this, so I don't know if the like, if it's all, um, it's fine. So far, the order is like good. Okay. A tribal conservation officer and a tribal firefighter went to check out the outhouse inside they found a skull and some bones. What? The body had been burned beyond recognition, and the only way they were able to identify it was through dental records. It was the body of Cozy. Holy shit. That, because, I mean, in in my understanding, it has to be pretty hot to burn a body. Yeah. No, that's what they say. It has to be, like, really hot. So, I don't Like, where it would just be bones and... Yeah, it has to be, like, really hot. But it's, like, an outhouse. outhouse Maybe, like, the gases and stuff. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, it's probably made out of wood. And, the t- like, the timing is very close together, so it had to be, like... What? It had to be burning really hot. Yeah, that's what... Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
On May 17th, FBI Special Agent Samuel Roberts and a tribal officer inspected the cabin and the outhouse. Oh, wait, I read that. Oh, no. It's fine. It's fine. It's getting, getting us back on page. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, so the bones they found were ribs in the ashes, and they found droplets of blood on the floor and door of the cabin. Oh. They also found blood on a piece of wood on top of the gas grill. The FBI agent said that the blood on the wood looked like a handprint. What? Ew. Yeah. Roberts interviewed Jonathan, who said that he and Cozy had found the cabin after their car had gotten stuck, and they started a fire on the grill so that he could dry off his clothes. So I'm guessing he like probably got out of the car and was like, you know, like start the car or whatever and mm-hmm. got a bunch of mud all over him. I don't know. But um and then so he was like drying off his clothes and then they had an argument because Cozy asked him if he had been drinking and if he was using drugs. Mm-hmm. So touchy subject, Trigger. he got uh-huh. pissed. Yeah. He said that she hit him. So he pushed her out of the cabin and shut the door. Then he laid down on the mattress on the floor and the next thing he knew, he was being woken up by officers flashing lights in his face. Uh, so he just... Pushed her out the door, took a nap, yep. and she yep. like took this grill that was on fire with her into the outhouse because she wanted to grill right. something while she pooped. And then right. the flammable gases, like, yeah. what? <laughs> okay, no. So he, this is what he said happened. Okay. He said that she cut her wrists and he thought that he had been drugged and that she was setting him up so that he would go to prison for murder and that their kids would be taken away from him. Okay, wait. So he's, so like, he's saying oh, I shut the door. She was gonna commit suicide yeah. so that he And frame me for murder. And then the kid would be taken away. Yeah. Kids would be taken away. Yeah. Um, this woman who's so young, who's like just gotten sober, is ready to move back home with her children to escape this abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. And then she like commits suicide and lights the outhouse in on front fire. of her three children who she like the one baby. More... They only have the one baby with them. But yeah. Oh, OK. Yeah. So in yeah, front, of, in front the... of her baby. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That sounds yeah. like her. OK. <laughs> yeah. Because she just wants him to go to jail. <laughs> And then and then he said that he had been backed into a corner that night. And then he was like, I need an attorney. And he like ended the interview. Oh. Mm-hmm. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. An FBI evidence response team later found a gas can and a chainsaw in the Yukon that was like stuck in the mud. The car that was stuck in the uh-huh. mud. That was not that far from the cabin. And then they said that Jonathan had murdered her, threw her body and all of his clothes into the outhouse and burned it to the ground. <sighs> and that their infant son was present the whole time. Yikes. But it's like, okay, you throw your clothes in there, but you don't like clean the blood off of you. And you're like all beat up. I mean, I guess in his mind, if well, first of all, we don't know if he's on drugs or whatever. But he probably, I mean, in his probably. mind, he's in some remote cabin. The yeah. cops aren't just going to show up. Like he's going to take a nap and then wake up and clean up the rest of it and then get on his yeah. way. But not know what he's going to wear. <laughs> right. I don't know. I mean, I guess they found a blanket, so maybe they found like other clothes. I don't know. But the gas can, like that, explains why it burned yeah, pretty yeah, hot. Exactly. Um, da, 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 da. okay. So two weeks later, he was charged with manslaughter. 
A spokesperson for the U.S. Attorney's Office said that manslaughter was the charge because that is what the initial evidence supported. Manslaughter refers to a slaying committed upon a sudden quarrel or in the heat of passion, which I hate that like crimes of passion thing. I just hate Mm -hmm. it. I just don't think that that's accurate. That's not passion. That's just like bullshit. Yeah. Unable to control yourself. Yeah. No. On the day of Jonathan's trial, Cozy's friends and family, as well as an activist with the missing and murdered indigenous women movement, held signs and banners that read, Justice for Cozy, No More Stolen Sisters, and Speak Sisters, Stand and Rise, It Is Time. Mm. They wore t-shirts with Cozy's image and words, the words, Rest in Heaven, and they handed out cards with information about her to different people like passing by in Omaha. Mm. And they also yelled, no bail, keep him in jail. Uh, They gathered for more than four hours in nearly 100 degree heat to send a message to authorities and to the state of Nebraska that they wanted justice for Cozy and they wanted harsher criminal charges to be filed against Rooney or Jonathan Rooney. On June 1st, 2020, U.S. Attorney Joseph P. Kelly, District of Nebraska, charged Jonathan with manslaughter occurring in Indian country for Cozy's murder. That charge carries a maximum penalty of 15 years. What? A maximum fine of $250,000, three-year term of supervised release, and a $100 special assessment. 15 years for murdering this poor woman in front of their child. So I'm guessing, like, based on her body when they found, like, what was left of her, they couldn't tell how she was they killed. couldn't tell what happened yeah. yeah they couldn't tell what happened oh fuck 15 but still, years like 15 years uh, it's bullshit it's bullshit you killed bullshit. someone you killed someone and he like and you tried lit to it on fire yeah that's even yeah. worse like yeah like tack that on mm-hmm. so you can go to change.org and there's a petition to sign that's trying to get the charge increased to premeditated murder felony child abuse because you did it in front of a child illegal possession of a firearm obstruction kidnapping and will willful destruction of evidence which i think all of that fits the website says that there are nine aggravating factors making murder punishable by death and and what jonathan did met three of the nine factors those three factors are the murder was committed in an effort to conceal the commission of a crime or to conceal the identity of the perpetrator of such crime the offender knowingly created a great risk of death or to at least several persons which his baby yeah the murder was committed knowingly to disrupt or hinder the lawful exercise of any governmental function or the enforcement of the laws do you know what where the kids went ended up yeah just right okay so the murdered and missing indigenous women activist marissa cummings blamed blamed a racist colonial justice system for failing to seek justice for native women She said, if Cozy was a white woman killed by a native man on Indian land, the charges would have been felony murder. Oh, hell yes, they would. Yeah. She said, it's not fair and it's not right, but it seems like there were 
but it seems like we're always on the streets fighting for the lives of our people. Ugh. Damn. Um, yeah. Which, yeah. I mean, there's no, I mean, ugh. That like crimes of passion really bother me because if it's like intimate partner violence, mm-hmm. that should have like a heavier sentence than manslaughter because oh, yeah. you murdered someone that you're supposed to love. I don't know. Well, not only that, but you it's know, just, like, you know, in awful. those situations when murder happens, the that abuse happens a lot. You know, it's like it doesn't. It's not just yeah. like oh, they're they're wonderful and then like snap and kill. It's like you know that they've yeah. been putting up with more abuse. And so in a longer time period, I don't know. I mean, if his reaction for her being like, are you on drugs is to murder her? Like, clearly there's something else going mm-hmm. on. Like, clearly he's violent because that's not that's not mm-hmm. enough. That's like not a reason to murder someone because they're concerned that maybe you're on drugs in front of their child. Right. Like, oh, no, it's the yeah, it's it's just a shitty excuse. That's awful. Then an Omaha activist named Renee Sands Sauchi, whose niece, Ashlea Aldrich, was found dead on the Omaha reservation in January, called on Native men to stop abusing Native women. No one was ever charged in connection with her, with her niece's death, though her family has contended that she was probably murdered by her boyfriend and left in Fuck. a field. Which is so sad that no one was ever charged. There was no justice there carried out in the way that should have been in the way that should have been done, she said. Our men need to stand up. They need to be healed. Take that responsibility to heal and to help us. Stop the violence. Stop killing us. In a meeting on Monday morning, FBI representatives assured Cozy's family that harsher charges would be filed against Rooney. She said oh, her sister Cozy's sister said that she couldn't understand why Rooney would commit such heinous acts against her sister. She said Rooney had threatened to kill Cozy in the past, oh. which I don't doubt that. And so, like, their testimony of, like, oh, there were threats in the past and that pet didn't matter with this manslaughter. The fact that the kid was there. Like, how is that? Why are they not tacking on those other charges? So, uh... Her cozy sister also said that their family isn't seeking revenge, only justice. I don't know what happened to him when he was growing up, but I'm pretty sure some pretty awful things had happened to him to make him the way that he was, which usually is. She said the family has struggled to continue seeking justice for cozy while also fighting to get her remains and her children returned to their family in Wisconsin. Her body didn't make it. But where? Wait. Her family was trying to get the kids? Yeah. Who had them? Her body oh. didn't make it back home until 14 days after it was found. And her children are in the custody of Jonathan's mother in Nebraska. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't know not how... Her I don't fam- know how she got custody. I guess unless he's found not guilty and then they'll give him his kids back? I don't know. Wow. Yeah, but they're trying to get them back. And then a woman named Michelle Free Lemaire, a Winnebago activist in the Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women movement, said she offered figures that showed staggering disparities between crimes committed against Caucasian women versus Native women. 
I said if the numbers were reversed, the laws would already be changed, she told Indians.com after the candlelight vigil for Cozy. The domestic violence law should be stronger, mm-hmm. which I think it should be stronger everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. If you're able to murder the person that you're supposed to love and get 15 years, Mm-mm. like what the and fuck? And you lit what the, the body on fire to try and hide it, like burning the yeah. outhouse down while you're just like sleeping. Yeah. And like you said, she's probably suffered like a lot of physical violence before that even happened. Yeah. So, ugh. Domestic violence is just fucking Mm -hmm. awful. In 2019, a legislative bill was passed, Legislative Bill 154, that authorized a report on missing Native women and called for increased law enforcement attention to cases like Cozy's. The measure was introduced by State Senate Senator Tom Brewer, who's a member of the Oglala Sioux Tribe. The study issued last month in Nebraska by the Nebraska State Patrol included a report that Native women are killed at the rate of up to 10 times higher than the national average for women in the United States. The Nebraska Commission on Indian Affairs called for the formation of a task force to study the underlying issues like spousal Mm -hmm. abuse, substance abuse, and poverty Mm -hmm. and joblessness. In the wakes... In the wake of the Black Lives Matter movement, we should also be looking at our first people's lives Mm -hmm. and recognizing that they matter, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the fact that, like, a lot of Native people were taken from their land, moved onto reservations with Mm -hmm. nothing... They have, like, no access to, like, good education Mm. or, like, whatever they can provide. They don't really have access to jobs. Mm -hmm. Like, they're in extreme poverty. Substance abuse is running rampant. Spousal abuse is common. Like, they... Yeah. I don't know. They, like, need to get to the root of that and, like, support these people so that they have, like, places to go to get help. I don't know. And then I recently saw an article about, like, this... I forget what tribe it was but a native community in washington Mm -hmm. i think they're trying to build an opioid um recovery center like an outpatient recovery center in like this small town but the white townspeople are trying to put an end to it because they're like oh it's it's just gonna like bring addicts here and then we're gonna have like crime rates ruggies walking around the streets committing crimes yeah, but they they wanted to like create this outpatient center that combined like traditional healing methods and like meditation and probably like sweat lodges and different like indigenous practices wow. along with like other like um evidence-based practices to help help their people who are having like this huge opioid crisis especially in Washington yeah. and like the townspeople have sworn to fight it. Where it's like, that's not even your land. Yeah. Like, these people have been here for for generations, and you're not allowing them to, like, heal their own people because you're worried that your property value is going <laughs> to go down? Bunch of douchebags. Like, what the fuck? I don't know. I just think it's, like, really sad. It is and really this, sad. I just feel like, I feel like the indigenous people, like, need to be recognized. Like, this is their mm-hmm. home. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anyway. Wow. So go on to that website and sign the petition. But was it Indians with a Z? I think it was change.org. Justice for Cozy Decora. And then you can sign a p- 
petition. And then there are like groups like the missing and murdered indigenous women group that you can like keep up to date on. And cool. I mean, 15 years. That's like less time than she was alive that he's going to get. I don't know. Yeah. Change.org. Yeah. That's really messed up. It's really sad. And they also have like a, some kind of, I don't know if it's a Kickstarter. I don't think it's a Kickstarter. What's the other one? GoFundMe mm-hmm. or whatever. They have a something for like her family. Oh, okay. I think. Man, her family should get those kids. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's where she was headed. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what she wants. Like, respect what she wants for her mm-hmm. children. Oh. So that was like a shorty, but it was a shorty, I but... thought it was important to recognize her. Yeah, yeah, that's sad. And that she was, like, this beautiful, like, sweet woman who just, like, loved her children and was doing her best for them, and then this dude just, like, murders her. And she was just gonna... It's kind of, like, similar to mine where it's, like, they were just gonna leave. They were gonna... She was getting yep, ready to they leave. They were gonna leave an environment yeah. to go, yeah. like, finally... Which is the most dangerous yeah, time. In an abusive yeah. relationship, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so there are hotlines for domestic violence. Yeah, just putting it out there. There are, but it's hard for some people when they're being monitored. Yeah, no, it's definitely yeah. hard. It's definitely hard. Oh man, what yeah. a bummer upon bummer. Yeah, so uh, that dude so, sucks. The toss salad and the scrambled egg. The toss salad a scrambled eggs he's also a shit salad yeah i'm gonna say shit salad um yeah i think we should change toss salad to shit salad and uh scrambled shit (laughs) yeah oh my god i remember one time yeah okay in like second grade or elementary school i had a dream that we went to extension and remember how they would always cook Mm -hmm. or like make like snacks then they would give us like snack time extension after school shitty snack some kind of weird shitty snack and i dreamt it was like stale graham crackers and like apple sometimes goldfish yeah, sometimes goldfish. That was a good day. Um, well, in my fucked up dream mind, so for snack, the extension yeah. lady took a poo in this yeah. pan. It was like diarrhea <gasps> in this pan, and Ew. it was the consistency of scrambled eggs. Ew! And then they gave us all little cups of scrambled egg poop. Stop it! No, I don't <laughs> want to hear anymore. That's it. That's the dream. Ew! That's <laughs> Were you like, no, thank you? I don't yeah, mind. and they were like insistent that we all eat it. Ew! What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I don't know. That was like one of the handful Ew. of dreams I remember from like elementary school. Ew, yuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck, brain? Ew. Also, if you want to explore that dream, oh, we can do that through you're hypnosis. Hypnosis is hypnotize me. I'm gonna hypnose you. you. Yeah, yeah, we can talk about it. Okay. 
figure out what the hell was going on. <laughs> Take me way back. Especially if you remember it for this long. Because you know? it was so gross, I think. Like, I can remember, like, it was, like, it was, like, hot. No, I don't want to talk about it anymore. I don't want to I take that back. I will not hypnotize you about this. That sounds disgusting. And it was like, if you scramble eggs, but like put a little blue no. food dye no. in so it's green, no. kind of. Like that. Ooh. And then I think that I think that we had scrambled eggs for breakfast that morning. Oh! <laughs> and you were like, no, thank you. Uh, I was like, well, it's probably going to be better than the ones in my dream. Yeah, That's disgusting. <laughs> That's disgusting. I I disgust myself. Yeah, you disgust me. (laughs) Good. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. That's excellent. So, speaking of stinking, if you don't want to stink, get some all natural deodorant from Humble Bee. It's called Bee Odorant because it's made with beeswax. Yeah, it is. Herbal.com. Also, get some other good smelling stuff from them. Check, check it, out. it out. Check, check it out. And now for the portion that we like to call Criminy Sakes, where we tell you silly stories about crime that make you forget the terrible things we just told you. All right, ready for some Criminy? Criminy Sakes. Yeah, let's do it. Did you have one? I have one. Okay, I'll go first. This is a shorty but a goody. Oh, oh you can go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead. This is a shorty but a goody. Okay. Generally, been oh, I got this from this Rolling Stone article. Okay. Generally, when being interrogated by police, it's best to keep your mouth shut unless you have a lawyer by your side. Uh-oh. That's good advice. Uh-huh. What's going to happen? But maybe <laughs> there's another way to get out of trouble. Okay. Sean A. Sykes Jr., a 24-year-old resident of Kansas City, was riding in a car with police, in which police found drugs and two handguns. So he was taken in for further questioning. When a detective asked Sykes about his address, he leaned to one side of his chair and released a loud fart before answering with the address. (laughs) The detective wrote in his report about the interrogation. The barrage of farts continued, and according to the detective, he continued to be flatulent, and I ended the interview. <laughs> Though he was not charged, Sykes was pulled over two months later. Police allegedly found crack and a stolen gun in his car, and it seems likely he won't be able to fart his way out of trouble this time. Oh, my God. That's amazing. <laughs> so he just stunk it up so bad. Yeah, they let him go. Well, okay. So mm-hmm. definitely eat a lot of beans. Do whatever you got to do. Whatever causes you gastrointestinal <laughs> problems. <laughs> so just eat a lot of cheese. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Ooh, I could do that. Okay, I'm going to tell you a story that I got from the Rolling Stone. Oh, you got it from Rolling Stone too? So you may have read it as well. Oh, did you get it from that article? Okay. okay. So in the epic parties department, a priest th- at the Vatican was caught <gasps> by police. Okay. In a. I was going to do this one. <laughs> yes. I was going to do this one for like a longer story, 
But there like yeah. wasn't enough there. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, go. Okay. okay. Police in a big gay drug orgy. No, police no. weren't in a big no, gay no, drug not orgy. The they was the priest the Vatic- at the Vatican was caught by police in a big gay drug orgy. Mm-hmm. Neighbors were sick of the noise and the steady stream of young men visiting Monsignor Luigi Capozzi's apartment. So they called the police. According to the Italian newspaper, Il Fatto Quotidiano, quotidiano uh, members of the pontif- Pontifical Swiss Guard, the Vatican's police force, arrived at the scene mid-orgy, where they found a group of nude men rolling around on the floor in the throes of pleasure. Though gay sex isn't illegal in the Vatican Which is City, surprising, right? They like kind of surprising. Yeah. But the priests, but they have. I mean, Vatican City is just the priests, basically. So you gotta let them have their I orgies. I mean, maybe right? it's not that surprising. Yeah. <laughs> Eh, it's better than children. Mm. Um, but drugs are illegal yeah. in the Vatican City. And Capozzi was arrested. <laughs> the priest was serving as a secretary to Cardinal Francisco Coco Palmerio. Coco Palmerio. Coco Palmerio. <laughs> My mouth wouldn't say it who heads the Pontifical Council for Legislative Texts and advises the Pope. So, this is sort of like the Da Vinci Code, but with way more dongs. <laughs> Capozzi was reportedly sent to a convent outside of Rome to repent. Oh my god. And his position was replaced. But isn't a convent where nuns go? Uh, yeah. Well, they don't want him around other dudes. They're not going to send him to, Obviously, like... <laughs> he has a pro- yeah, the, yeah, the he has a problem. Yeah, he has a problem. I mean, maybe... Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Good, good point. He has good a, point. Uh, yeah, they don't want to feed that... That <laughs> craving. What do you call it? I don't know. That drive. I mean... He should just quit being a priest and go live his well, life. Yeah. And, 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 and well, wait, hey, hold up. While he was a priest, and steam rooms. Listen, while he was a priest, he was having orgies anyway. Why would he quit being a priest? That's true. He was living, his and he's getting paid. Life. All he has to do is like live there and like wear the fancy dresses and say yeah. the the things, and then you can live there for yeah, free. Yeah, he was living the good life. Oh, so I did some research because I was like going to do it as like my longer story. Oh shit! He went to like lo- he went to like canon law school or whatever so he like knew about like the canon law i don't know if he was like i don't think he was like a lawyer per se but i think that he knew like how to get away with shit that probably wasn't his first orgy you know they were like tired of all the noise (laughs) no yeah they said it was like constant noise of just like dude probably like party music and like steam coming out of the door every time the door gets open steam gets let out and there's like all these guys coming. yeah he like held a bunch of positions he was like a professor of canon law and like he was like a bishop at one point he was like pretty high up could you imagine just going to one of those parties? No, too many dudes. <laughs> like, do you show me. up in your speedo? Well, know. imagine that you're imagine that you're a gay dude. Yeah, I, a dream come true. Right? Yeah, and then yeah. you uh, do you wear your speedo there? Do you wear clothes? You wear the dress. You... you wear the speedo under the dress, or not the speedo? You wear like cute little underwear under the dress. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, 
Right. You have to like go in the all pious altar looking. boy, the little altar boy uniform oh, dress. Maybe. Remember yeah. ours was like was red the with a white. Yeah. It's like a red gown yeah. with a white shawl. Yeah. Not shawl. Apron, basically. Well, I remember there was like the overdress thing. Yeah, there was like the, the dress coat and the dress overdress. thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> Man. Oh my God. Who was I talking to? I was talking to someone and they said that they were an altar boy and they would always like volunteer to go put the like yeah. things away. Yeah, yeah. And then they would just take handfuls of the <gasps> cracker of the oats oh, and snack on you them. Oh, also, Kate actually got the hosts. <gasps> Remember I said she was thinking yes? that? She got a box of a oh thousand hosts. Oh, my God. We're and going to come, her house. And they come, like, in little, like, two like wrappers. Neckos? Like, like, Neckos. <gasps> yeah. Let's go to her house. What? Let's play altar servers. <laughs> Yep. Did you yep. taste them? She, Are they like what she remembered? Oh yeah, she was. She was like, I'm snacking on them, and and I was like, Yeah, they like what you remembered? And she I was like, them. She was like, No, she's just eating them like regular, just like the old ways. Probably with some wine because yeah, you know we drink wine yeah, now. Yeah. Well, you know. Oh my god. Just a snack. She was like, Yeah, I'm just snacking on a bag of them while we're watching like CSI or something. Oh my god, that's my dream. <laughs> <laughs> well we can buy some let's do it oh my god i can't believe she did it she's my hero oh my god <laughs> yeah we should get some and see if they're as we remember because i have like very detailed memories of these hosts yeah like very i know what they taste like <laughs> Oh, oh my God. God! Do you remember when you snuck some host to Stephanie? I was just thinking that, and then I was like, "Don't wait! Tell. What if Aunt, Aunt Carol plug your what ears? If Aunt Carol, Aunt Carol, plug your ears! <laughs> you were just being nice. She had to know what it tasted like. She was like there. She wanted to know, and you and I knew. Yeah, she was in like first grade. She was like almost there. She was almost there. Yeah. I mean, what, her first communion was like going to be in like what like I think month? here's here's my thinking. Yeah. It doesn't really count because since it was technically in my although although dry mouth <gasps> since I had breathed in and out to make sure my Wait, mouth you didn't was like, dry. You didn't pretend to put it in your mouth. You like literally put it. No, in your mouth. I put it in my <laughs> mouth because I was like they'll know, and then but I made sure that everything okay, was wait, dry. That's like okay, the, okay, that's like. One of the ways they brainwash you when you're a child because you think that they're going to know everything. <laughs> yes. So you're so yes, paranoid. Yes, because he's watching. Yes. God's you're watching. You're so paranoid so, about everything that you do. Oh, God. I dried out my mouth. <laughs> How do you dry out a mouth? I think, you know, How just like lick my shirt until it was dry or something. I don't know. Just like held my mouth open I so I could just dry like, it yeah, out. your mouth open and be like. All the way. Just like. <sighs> <sighs> yeah. Just like that until I got the host and then I put it in my mouth. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then I had to concentrate that I didn't like move my tongue because then it could become moist. No saliva. So I had to focus. And and then I finally got down to where she what where she was sitting and then i took it out of my mouth and i I remember that broke it because i was shocked that you even did that 
And, but here's what I'm saying. Since the host was in my yeah. mouth, I already got like the Jesus essence. You sucked like, the Like that Jesus went to off. me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that went to me. The blessed like, the, part. The blessing you got was it. already, like, in my mouth. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah, yeah. it. So, like, it was, like, the practice host. Like, when she was going to practice anyway. Right, when right, right, right. The, you know, so that's how I well, see it. Well, and you were just offering her, like, a blessing, too. Uh, basically, it, you know, you're taught, yeah. like, share. And, like, you know, everyone needs to become a cannibal to Look, eat the body. So why, start them young. This is why you're queer. Because Jesus hates you because you gave some of your host away. When you're oh, not supposed no, to. No, no, it's because the priest dog. Well, bit that me. too. <laughs> <laughs> this is how gayness is spread. Oh God, it's true. <laughs> German shepherds, priests, dogs. When you try and stick your hand in their cage, <gasps> and then they bite well, you. Well, you're just you're just asking for it at that point. That's so bad to say. Same thing happened to so Casey. To I thought they were same like, priest. I, thought, I didn't same know they were dog. cages. No, it wasn't a cage. It was like a fence, but it was mm-hmm. like metal fence. So, mm-hmm. you know, just stuck my little hand that in and got a chomp. Came to visit. Yes. I wonder how many kids got bit by that dog who are now gay. All the gay ones. <laughs> All the gay ones. <laughs> That's how oh it's decided. Oh my God, we got to do some research into this. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. It, it's, it's, it's a fact because I said it so. That's right. It's true. It's true. It's 100% true. As dad would say. It's true. So, going to question me? No, I would never. Good. I would never question you. <laughs> uh, right. Okay. I mean, I think that's I think that's good. I think it, we ended on a happier note because I was kind of bummed about our stories being bummers. bummers. Yeah. But that's what we're i was gonna say in the business talking about but in the business that's what we're about (laughs) talking about fucked up real bummers real bummers Mm -hmm. but hopefully ending it on a good note because but man Mm. but that priest had so much fun (gasps) right i just imagined the lights like color changing like flashing and then like bumping some good techno yeah like yeah. what? I mean, just like turn it down a little, you know. Like just be a little more discreet about it, maybe. Like don't try and get caught. <laughs> maybe. Mm-hmm. Just everyone. Well, don't and you try know, and get caught. you know, those buildings are like so plush, and they've got like all that money. So oh, there's like yeah. some good furniture in there, and like good sound system gold things <laughs> I don't know. gilded chairs the good toilet's costumes. probably gold they've got like great oh, hats oh so many capes so many fun hats and scarves shawls those like shawl things yeah, shawls. with the different with, like, the like designated like embroidered gold. like it's easter yeah. or it's whatever oh my god do you think they did like fashion shows <laughs> i'm sure why wouldn't you oh. Just eat a bowl of host. Oh my god, that, those are, that was like the buffet, like host and wine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I wonder if they played like communion too. <laughs> Probably. Well, I mean, body of Christ, he was pretty hot, right? He was pretty hot. That's why I always say body of Christ, gay That's men. That's right. That priest was saying it too. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, 
All right. Thank you for joining us another week. And yeah. Uh, Stay sane. Crimeanypodcast at gmail.com yeah. if you have any comments, questions, concerns, concerns, or stories you want to share. Yes. I've been posting pictures related to the crimes on Instagram at crimeanypodcast. Okay, bye. Oh, also, Humblebee Herbal. Check it out. Okay. Oh my god, let's like do little host pizzas and find like what the best toppings are for host. I just always felt like if I got a bag, I'd do like chips and dip kind of a thing, you know?